0: Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 467 for the first half of April 2018. This Week in Astrology is the free podcast that deepens your astrological wisdom. We always start with the forecast and regularly include other special features. Make This Week in Astrology a regular part of your astrological education. Thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from the virtual location of ThisWeekInAstrology.com and the physical location of Asheville, North Carolina. To get to a specific part of the show, including the forecast for a particular date, check out the index at the very end of this MP3. You can also see this index in writing at ThisWeekInAstrology.blogspot.com. Powerful opportunity to enhance your abundance arrives courtesy of a Jupiter-Pluto sextile. This potent prosperity amplifier lasts more than six months. Other headlines for the first half of April include Mercury turning direct, an Aries new moon stoked with revolutionary transformation energy, and more. What's old as we come into the first half of April? We've got a waning moon and two retrograde planets, Mercury through April 15th, Jupiter through July 10th. On this show, we're going to start with the forecast as always, have a brief announcement section, and then we're going to look at a listener chart who is being powerfully impacted by this new moon in Aries that we're having. They have a T-square with four natal planets that is going to be strongly lit up, and I'll explain the best uses of that energy for this person named Jess. Also, at some point in the show, we're going to announce the winner of a free session with me. If you've ever sent me your chart data, it could be you. So listen up for your name when that announcement comes along. Now let's move on to our individual days of the forecast. On Monday, April 2nd, workaholics rejoice. A Mars-Saturn conjunction at 9 degrees Capricorn can be a fabulous source of long-lasting energy. This aspect can also support sexual stamina, focused athletic accomplishment, and entrepreneurial wisdom. If you hit a roadblock, call on some of Saturn's life-affirming qualities, maturity, discipline, persistence, effective planning, and wise time management on Wednesday and Thursday, April 4th and 5th. Retrograde Mercury taps into the juju of the Mars-Saturn conjunction on April 2nd with two aspects, a Mercury-Mars square, Mercury-10 Aries, Mars-10 Capricorn on April 4th, and a Mercury-Saturn square, Mercury-9 Aries, Saturn-9 Capricorn on the 5th. Retrograde Mercury is ideal for reflection, so these aspects can fire up your contemplation with strong focus and Energizer Bunny persistence. Arian Mercury square Mars can make devastating use of words as weapons. Before you fastball that killer comeback, take a deep breath and think. A compassionate response would not only be kinder, but might actually be more effective at getting you what you want. On Monday and Tuesday, April 9th and 10th, ready for positive transformation in your committed partnerships? Two flowing aspects can help you, a Pluto-Juno sextile, Pluto, 21 Capricorn, Juno, 21 Pisces, on April 9th, and a Jupiter-Juno trine, that's Jupiter, 22 Scorpio, Juno, 22 Pisces, that one's on April 10th. Pluto can help you transform or release what no longer serves the relationship. Jupiter adds expansive, optimistic energy. Together, these harmonious aspects can help you move to the next level of your mutual potential. With Juno and Pisces, ask your inner wisdom how to optimize your committed partnership. On Wednesday, April 11th, how skillfully do you deal with power? That question may be front and center as the Sun makes two potent aspects a Sun Pluto square, Sun 21 Aries, Pluto 21 Capricorn, and a Sun Jupiter quincunx, Sun 22 Aries, Jupiter 22 Scorpio. Used selfishly, this dynamic mix of planets, aspects, and signs could lead you to demand what you want. There's a potential for anger and violence you might feel perfectly justified in dominating and controlling others to fulfill your desires with little concern for how your behavior affects them. Used more consciously, these aspects could energize inspired leadership, ecstatic sacred sexual connection, or outstanding athletic performance. You can gain new insight into life's meaning or inspire others with your life-enhancing wisdom. As always, any astrological scenario can manifest for good or ill. What intentions will you bring to bear on this one? Also, on Wednesday, April 11th, the potential challenge of the two sun aspects I just interpreted is softened by a Venus Mars trine. Venus, 14 Taurus, Mars, 14 Capricorn. This smoothly supports harmonious relating and creative expression. Snuggled up in earth signs, this trine also supports sensuality and gentle lovemaking. In addition, you can draw on the amicable alchemy of these planets and signs to call in financial and material abundance. On Thursday, April 12th, creative inspiration is harmoniously and enthusiastically supported by a Venus-Neptune sextile, Venus, 15 Taurus, Neptune, 15 Pisces. This aspect also smoothly supports embodied awakening and law of attraction manifestation. On Saturday, April 14th, the good news is that the two planets most associated with prosperity are making a strong and harmonious aspect today, a Jupiter-Pluto sextile. Jupiter, 21 Scorpio, Pluto, 21 Capricorn. But it gets even better. This aspect will last over six months more until October 24th. Jupiter, the planet of good fortune and infinite expansion, is in Scorpio, the sign of great wealth and power. Pluto carries the same meaning as Scorpio and is in Capricorn the sign of worldly accomplishment. You may find it helpful to use a formal law of attraction system to show the universe exactly what you want. You can also use this potent and long-lasting sextile to support occult practices, business expansion, and personal transformation. Ease, the Embodied Awakening support experience, offers you free weekly events via phone or web to help you enjoy more harmony, grace, and flow, eliminate suffering, boost your intuition, experience more synchronicity, stop mental chatter and challenging emotions, live each day in a peaceful awakened state, support the global spiritual awakening, and much more. The online recording library, over 130 mp3s and counting, Let you experience the life-transforming power of ease anytime. You can learn more about ease by going to astroshaman.com. Go to services on the menu bar. Ease is the third service down, and yes, it is free. Also, on Saturday, April 14th, learning specific techniques to enhance sacred sexuality is supported by a Mars-Neptune sextile, Mars 15 Capricorn, Neptune 15 Pisces. My experience of sacred sex took a quantum leap after I read a certain book and video. The book is called Urban Tantra by Barbara Corellis, now in its 10th anniversary edition. The video is called Tantric Secrets of Sacred Sex. I've got links to both of these from astroshaman.com on the April 14th forecast. Or you can just look them up on Amazon or wherever you prefer to shop. Outside the bedroom, this aspect can energize any activity that consciously combines chi with physical activity. Some examples... Tai Chi, Qigong, Yoga, Ecstatic Dance. This sextile can also harmoniously support embodied awakening and Law of Attraction manifestation. On Sunday, April 15th, Mercury turns direct today at 5.21 a.m. Eastern Time. That's at 4 degrees, 46 minutes Aries. The Winged Messenger turned retrograde back on March 22nd at around 17 Aries. Mercury's entire retrograde was in Aries. In my March 22nd forecast, I suggested reflecting on your leadership, assertiveness, and sexuality, and to what degree you're striving for a worthy cause. I also asked if you were having any issues with anger, impulsiveness, or inappropriate sexual behavior. With Mercury now direct, it's a good time to focus into these areas of your life as appropriate. Whether you need healing or just a fresh burst of energy, it's time to move from reflection to action, but wait until after the Aries new moon later today. New initiatives have more juju under a waxing moon. Post-new moon, the way is also clear to move ahead with any important contracts or major purchases that you put off while Mercury was retrograde. Also, on Sunday, April 15th, there's nothing like an Aries new moon to get new projects rolling. This one lines up on April 15th at 9.57 p.m. Eastern Time, 26 degrees, 2 minutes Aries. The Aries meetings I discussed above in my Mercury direct interpretation also apply here. Any Aries new moon is ideal for new beginnings in leadership, assertiveness, sexuality, and striving for a worthy cause. It can also exacerbate any challenges you're having with anger, impulsiveness, or inappropriate sexual behavior. Aspects Uranus and Pluto. This new moon's headline aspect is the sun and moon's tight conjunction to Uranus. This invites you to cultivate Uranus's three high side expressions. First, be your authentic human self, fly your freak flag. Second, follow your intuitive flashes, those hunches or gut feelings that you just know are true. And third, serve others using your special gifts you most love to use. If you don't use Uranus enough on the high side, you'll have no choice but to express in a more challenging way. This usually boils down to challenging stimulation of the nervous system, nervousness, irritability, anxiety, and overall craziness. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, cultivate those three high side expressions. It will give Uranus something better to do. The luminaries also square Pluto. I already interpreted the sun Pluto square on April 11th, and I'll repeat what I said there that applies here. Use selfishly. This could lead you to demand what you want. There's a potential for anger and violence. You might feel perfectly justified in dominating and controlling others to fulfill your desires with little concern for how your behavior affects them. Used more consciously, this Pluto square could energize inspired leadership, ecstatic sacred sexual connection, or outstanding athletic performance. This new moon also energizes this decade's most important aspect, a Uranus-Pluto square. Even though it's waning, will continue to feel its energy of revolutionary transformation through 2019. The Me Too movement and the global student protests against gun violence are recent phenomena influenced by this square. You can learn more uh, from my Uranus-Pluto square post, which is linked from the forecast on astroshaman.com, or um, you can just type Uranus-Pluto square in my search box, and you should find uh, a few down my post about Uranus-Pluto. It has a puzzle piece bursting out of a puzzle pattern as the graphic. This new moon Sabian symbol is, through imagination, a lost opportunity is regained. Because of my extensive spiritual and shamanic experiences, I now perceive the physical world as a hologram. It might appear solid, but to a great extent it's being created on the fly by humanity's collective thought field. This means that whatever you think and say helps create the reality you experience. As within, so without. Your habitual emotions, thoughts, and spiritual consciousness powerfully shape your life's events. This is why I mention the Law of Attraction so often in my forecasts. Synchronistically, there are five Law of Attraction links, a new record, sprinkled throughout this April 1 through 15 forecast on my website. Imagination, the focus of the Sabian symbol, is creatively focused thought. Creatively focused thought is the basic building material of the hologram we live in. Creatively focused thought, used within an effective Law of Attraction system, reprograms the holodeck, reclaiming lost opportunities. If you don't already have an effective law of attraction procedure, I invite you to check out mine. After studying a copious amount of law of attraction material, I set myself a task. How could I distill what I'd learned into the simplest possible system that worked consistently and effectively? For me, it came down to four core elements. One, write down exactly what you want with maximum detail. Two, fantasize about it regularly engaging all five senses three feel powerful positive emotions as you fantasize and four close with a karma-free safety clause my complete law of attraction method is available free in my post the law of attraction made simple you can search for that using the search box in the upper right corner of com. also a couple of times i've mentioned embodied awakening in this forecast you can learn more about that At the homepage of astroshaman.com, on the top of the homepage sidebar, there's a purple banner. It says, Heal and Awaken Invocations. On a phone, it's a little ways down, but it is there. Click or tap that, and then it will take you to two posts, one with a blue angel graphic, which is about embodied awakening. The second has a screaming man photo, and that's about the healing invocation that is a natural partner to that. So check those out if you're interested. On our next podcast for the second half of April, we'll be looking at Chiron entering Aries. That's a significant event, also conjoining Juno. Two planets touring retrograde, Saturn and Pluto, and a Mars Pluto conjunction as well. A Scorpio full moon, the Sun entering Taurus, Neptune square palace. Three new aspect patterns, a couple of yods, and a T square. We'll have a lot to talk about. And as always, I will be here to give you the best, most life affirming use of these astrological energies. I hope you'll join me on the next edition of This Week in Astrology. A few quick technical notes on this forecast. All dates and times are in the U.S. eastern time zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone is affected by these global transits. However, you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. You can discover how these transits affect you personally by booking a session with me at astroshaman.com. You can hear my forecast on This Week in Astrology, but would you also like to get a free, concise version in writing? How about having it conveniently pop into your inbox? And while we're at it, how about occasional bonus articles on astrology, along with simple, powerful healing and awakening techniques? That's what you get with Astroshaman's Shaman's free email newsletter. To subscribe, go to astroshaman.com you'll see the newsletter sign-up form at the top of the sidebar. And if you like calculating your own astrology charts, why not use the world's leading Windows astrology software and get it for the lowest price available? Astro Shaman is an authorized dealer for Solar Fire Gold, which also runs on Mac's running Windows and recent Windows tablets. To learn more or place your order, visit astroshaman.com. From there, click on Products in the menu bar and choose Solar Fire Software from the drop-down menu a free forecast newsletter, and the best available price on solar fire gold. Two great reasons to visit astroshaman.com right now. A few quick announcements for you. Thanks to those who have sent their charts in in the last month. You're now eligible to be featured in part one of the show when I feature a listener chart and to win a free session, which I also give away every month here on the podcast. These new folks are Tamara, Lorraine, War Star, who I suspect may be a Star Wars fan, Amber, Catherine, and Tanya. I want to announce that on Saturday, April 7th, here in Asheville, North Carolina, we're doing the Shamanic Breakthrough Experience. Breakthrough to a new level of happiness, ease, and spiritual awakening at this event. The combined power of three life-changing shamanic modalities will help you heal grief, fear, anger, and anxiety, or any other challenging energy that's blocking you. Be ready to stride forth into the world as a new and better you at the end of the day, stronger and more decisive, bursting with clarity, flow, and joy. Again, that's Saturday, April 7th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. here in Asheville at my home. My partner, Makisla, and I will guide you and your co journeyers in three potent shamanic modalities during this intensive day of change. First, shamanic breathwork, supported by focused breathing and powerful music, You'll experience a natural altered state and spontaneous shamanic journeying. This can release old wounds, challenging emotions, and dysfunctional patterns, resulting in greater health and wholeness. We'll also be doing a shamanic awakening ceremony. This powerful experience will open you to healing on all levels physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, then guide you into a euphoric state of embodied awakening. Makisala and I will sing, drum, and rattle to empower your experience. You need only relax and let the good juju transform you. And finally, singa. You can amplify the transformative power of your entire day of shamanic breakthrough experience by consuming this extraordinary plant medicine. Singa, also called grandfather, is a health-giving elixir made from pure, high-potency South American tobacco. We'll be using this amazingly versatile plant medicine to empower our prayers. It will also help us release what no longer serves our highest good and integrate wonderful new spiritual energies, Into our bodies. Your investment in yourself, only $77 for this entire day of life transforming experiences. Attendance is limited to 14 participants. Several have already signed up. To learn more, go to the homepage of astroshaman.com and you'll see full details there. Every third Tuesday here at my home in Asheville, we do a shamanic awakening meetup. If you're around on a third Tuesday, then you can come check that out. Information on that is in the practical spirituality section on the homepage. And finally, it's the beginning of the month, so it's time to announce our free winner. The winner is Stephen. This is the Stephen born on February 15, 1971 in Potosi, Missouri. I bet there's only one of those. So if that's you, Stephen, tell me your last name and your birth time. Uh, pop me an email at info at astroshaman.com, and we'll get you set up with your free session. Congratulations, Stephen. This ends our announcements. Our part one listener chart features Jess. This is the Jess born May 26, 1974, 1040 p.m. in Toms River, New Jersey. That's T-O-M-S, River, New Jersey. If you'd like to look at uh, Jess's chart, I don't know if Jess is male or female. It's one of those ambiguous names. Anyhow, as with all my listener charts and other charts on the show, you can always see them on the blog at thisweekinastrology.blogspot.com. This is episode 467, and you can see the transits I run for Jess there if you wish to see all this. Or you can run it yourself since I just gave you the natal data. And this is for the new moon in Aries. Uh, So I ran this for April 15 at 9.57pm and 3 seconds. So I picked Jess's chart uh, because it has lots of cool stuff happening around the new moon. Uh, Jess has a natal T-square being lit up by this with four planets. Uh, Venus and Chiron are conjunct in Aries, and thus the uh, new moon's right on top of those. Um, Venus and Chiron are opposing Uranus, and everybody squares Mars. So uh, a nice juicy four-planet T-square with two personal planets involved, and that is a lot of personal energy to be lit up by a new moon, especially one with Uranus. Uh, all tied up with it. So I'm going to begin, Jess, by interpreting your natal T-square, and of course for your listeners too, as always, I will probably alternate between addressing Jess directly and addressing you, the listeners of the show, in addition to Jess. So let's start with a Venus-Chiron conjunction. This is a very interesting setup because Venus is a relational planet, uh, the classic ruler of relationships. Chiron is the wounded healer archetype. So usually a Venus-Chiron conjunction indicates a significant amount of wounding experienced in your relationships and can also represent you in relationship as a healer or mentor to others. Uh, That's a very basic uh, interpretation of that. Let's add in the Uranus opposition. Uh, uh, Let's all take it a little stage at a time. Venus opposing Uranus uh, can indicate unstable or Shocking or surprising relationships. Um, I have observed in my charts when Venus and Uranus have strong energy, um, a relationship will only tend to last as long as it has a good catalyzing effect. And uh, people with this setup tend to get bored with the relationships that become really stagnant and predictable. So it may be just that you have maintained relationships for as long as they were stimulating and brought you the catalyst you needed for your growth, but if it got too boring and predictable, you'd move along to something different. Uh, That's not a bad thing in a chart like this, and of course, even with a chart like this, you can, of course, have a number of people who are with you long-term in your life, but mostly it will be a revolving door of people coming in, providing the catalyst you need, and once that is done and your soul has that fulfillment needed, that person will exit and later another person will come in to provide the next bit of catalyst that you need. Um, it can also indicate unconventional relationships. Uh, Venus Uranus, uh, setups often indicate, uh, non-traditional ways of relating Uranus rules that which is unusual or weird or different. So, um, very often I see Venus and Uranus in the charts of people who are gay or lesbian or bisexual, or they're polyamorous instead of monogamous. So just, you might be straight up monogamous heterosexual for all I know, but I have worked with many clients with similar setups where, um, that was a factor. And one of the reasons why people were leaning in those directions. Let's also look at the, the other planet here, Mars. Uh, Mars is an energizer of everything at a very basic level. And Mars squaring Venus especially can indicate a certain amount of conflict in relationship. Mars and Venus are the classic male-female planets. And even if you're in same-sex partnership, it can indicate a strong catalyzing effect and potentially challenging effect. So it would not surprise me, Jess, if over your life you hadn't had a sort of a predisposition toward challenge in relationship, especially with all these planets together, Venus, Mars, Uranus, Chiron. It's a pretty volatile mix, actually. Um, so one of the life lessons I would say you're here to learn with this setup is to learn how to harmoniously work with these energies. And what would this all look like in a harmonious situation? Uh, I think at a bare minimum, Jess, you would need to own your own feelings and note that if you are challenged, a catalyst does come from another person and a challenging emotion comes up, you have to realize, okay, this is my emotion and the person who was the stimulus for its rising is not the fault. I must take responsibility for my own feelings and can even thank the catalyst, but then I go in and do my own shadow work. I come within myself and do my own inner processing around that, and that would be a very healthy way to approach a chart like this. The shadow work flavor is further accentuated because in your chart, Jess, Venus is your fourth house ruler. Tardis is on the cusp of the fourth house ruled by Venus, and Chiron, of course, is a shadow work planet. So I would say if you don't already have a good shadow work strategy, um, the book uh, Nonviolent Communication is excellent for learning how to harmoniously relate with those you might be challenged by or who are challenged by you. And, of course, my healing invocation. uh, When you have a challenging emotion come up, just saying to your higher self the seven words, maximum healing that serves highest good, please, resting in breath, you can then allow the divine part of you to come in and flush out whatever uh, challenging energy was in you that was causing that to arise. And I found that uh, calling for the spiritual healing of those things can be a very quick and efficient way to peel those layers of old pain, whether it came from this lifetime or a past life. So those are all resources that might be interesting to you in this context or to anyone listening to this who has similar challenges. This also could be a very strong creative setup. Uh, Venus and Mars um, are also creative catalyzers of each other, and squares are not bad, they're just intense, and they often are bringing up a lot of energy in the planets related So a Venus-Mars square could be, wow, a lot of creative energy. The Uranus adds, wow, a lot of uh, great energy around um, doing something unusual, unique, different. Um, And uh, Chiron could be, uh, there could be some themes in there. The art might have a healing effect on people, or perhaps your own challenges, your own wounds might be the catalyst for the art. So that's another way that could all play out. So those are just a few of the ways that initially come to mind. Um, Another thing that comes to mind is, I haven't mentioned the houses everybody's in. Venus and Chiron are in the third, Uranus is in the ninth. That's the axis of communication. And thus, um, if you are doing the creative thing here, then there could be a strong desire to, you know, get your creative message out to the world. Uranus' loosed conjunction to the midheaven also could indicate a desire to step out into the world in a unique way. Scorpio Midheaven also suggesting I want to be publicly known for being a bringer of transformation, perhaps someone who doesn't mind shocking people a little bit. Scorpio um, doesn't respect taboos or restrictions. It wants to tell the honest truth out there. So those additional factors, uh, the angles, the Midheaven and the fourth house cusp are not directly stimulated by the new moon. It's a little bit far away to be considered Um, catalyzing those, in my opinion, they're a little over five degrees away, but they're potential uh, modifiers of the natal chart. So I've given a a rough idea here, Jess, of what some of these things might mean for you. Now let's add in the catalyst. Um, The new moon is at pretty much smack 26 degrees. That puts it less than one degree from your Venus. It puts it Uh, Chiron's really around 23, about 3 degrees off Chiron. Um, The new moon is roughly 2 degrees off the opposition to Uranus. So all those are pretty tight. Uh, The only one that's a little more distant is Mars at 22, but he's still only 4 degrees away, still within the bounds of stimulation there. So we're going to look first at um, where it's landing by conjunction, which is, of course, the most powerful connection, and say, okay, new moon on the Venus and Chiron. This is a great for new beginning energy, which is the essence of a new moon in your relationships, Venus, in your creative expression, also Venus, um, and could be a catalyzer of some shadow work, some challenge, because it's also on Chiron, Um, because both these planets are in the third house, both Venus and Chiron. Uh, The house says this could be a catalyzer of learning or communication. If you are wanting to get some message out to the world or write something or make a video, this is a great energy under which to do it. Venus in the third is creativity, desiring communication. So that would be a lovely way to use this if you wish. Um, I'll also mention uh, additional rulership in my porphyry house system, Venus also is a co-ruler of your ninth house, Jess. Libra is completely contained in the ninth house. Therefore, the stimulation of Venus could be Venus creativity in the ninth house wanting to be published. So yet another factor of creativity wanting to be expressed. So that's one way you could use this. Um, let's go to um, the new moon opposing Uranus. Um, Uranus is also a ninth house planet. Now, typically I have a pecking order of planets. Um, I, I broadly use three categories. Uh, the personal planets, Sun through Mars are the ones that are all things being equal, the most impacted. They represent you as an individual most directly. Jupiter and Saturn are social planets. They're more about how you relate with the world around you and the outer planets. I include Chiron in this. Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto are all you know, more transpersonals and they are more about your generation or um I tend to think of them more affecting your personals more than being a standalone uh meaning of themselves, unless they rule an angle or they're angular themselves. Now just your Uranus uh is not any of that. Um, Uranus is in a ninth house, a, a cadent house which is not a major placement. Uranus also is the ruler of your second house with Aquarius on the cusp, so he's not set up in a really strong way, but that doesn't mean he has no effect. Um, So Uranus, uh, as a second house ruler, second house is career, or more specifically, it is earned money from your career. Um, And as I said earlier, Uranus is conjunct your midheaven, So um, it's not the main theme, but another way you could play this new moon in Aries opposing Uranus is new energy into career stuff. So you could do that. There's actually an even more compelling reason why you could initiate career moves off this new moon, and its I'll just go right to it. It's the new moon's square to Mars. Again, Mars is over in your seventh house in Cancer, 22 degrees. But the main thing that makes me say that about your Mars is because that Scorpio midheaven is anciently ruled by Mars. So the new moon um, in Mars sign, the other sign it rules, Aries, squaring Mars, the midheaven ruler, is a good catalyst for new things you want to fire off in your career. It's also a doubling of the relational theme. We said the new moon on Venus is new energy into relationships, whether that means a new relationship or new energy into an existing one. Um, the, uh, square to Mars in the seventh house, any planet in the house can hold the meaning of that house, uh, also says, wow, also new energy in relationships. So that could be a wonderful thing to play as well. Um, so that's a lot of meanings that you've got there just with the new moon, uh, to again, briefly summarize, Jess, a new moon in your case could be on Venus, new relationship energy, new creative energy, on Chiron it could be new catalyst coming your way to bring up healing stuff or it could be you stepping out as a mentor or healer opposing Uranus uh, a new meaning I'll add now uh, could be just you stepping out and being more your unique one of a kind self uh, again your Uranus conjunct the midheaven there is a sense of wanting to step out and fly your freak flag be the true you and that is yet another way this could play out as well as the career stimulation that's indirectly set up by that Um, in the ninth house, uh, and on the third house planets, need to communicate out what you're here to get to the world. Square Mars in the seventh, uh, new relationship energy, career energy, because Mars rules the midheaven. Um, And that's a lot of possibility there. So what about these other two planets, Uranus and Pluto, that are also In the new moon energy, as I said in the earlier part of the podcast, uh, Uranus is not even two degrees off conjunction to the sun and moon, and Pluto is square them by about five degrees. Um, It so happens that Pluto is strongly aspecting your natal Chiron and Mars, um, and he's beginning to light up the Uranus and Venus as well. So Pluto is legitimately beginning to energize all these other planets too. As I said, Uranus and Pluto together are revolutionary transformation. So it's not just new energy. Uh, Uranus alone would say, shake it up. Um, it's time for a paradigm shift, quantum leap. So all the life themes I mentioned, Jess, Uranus's presence in the new moon energy says, wow, um, none of these things really want to be stagnant right now. It says either take it to the next level or, or let it go. Um, so it's, it's a definite dynamic electrical energy where you want to go where the juice and the excitement is. The Pluto stimulation, um, as part of the new moon aspect pattern, Pluto's theme says either, um, let it go or transform it or empower it. You know, Uranus and Pluto work very differently in some ways. Uranus is very quick and Pluto takes its time, but they're both about significant change. So... Um, looking at all the themes I talked about, look at the, your life and say, in what areas of life do I need to you know, release or transform or take it to the next level or bring in something new? Uh, there's a lot of dynamic energy in all the themes I've described. So, Jess, I could go deeper yet, but I think that's enough for a uh, a listener chart here on the show. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If you have feedback, please pop me an email, info at astroshaman.com, and give me your thoughts on what I've said. And for you, the listeners who are not Jess, I hope you've learned a thing or two about astrology. This ends our part one listener chart. Living a harmonious life can be difficult, especially these days when things are moving so fast. You'd think that those of us committed to personal and spiritual growth would have it easier, but sometimes it seems as if our lofty aspirations cause us to face even greater challenges. Fortunately, you have a map to guide you, your astrology chart. It can reveal a wealth of information about your soul purpose, your optimal career, and your ideal romantic partner. Spirituality, timing, relocation, your chart, when interpreted by an insightful, experienced astrologer, can provide helpful insights into every area of life. And since the moving planets keep activating different parts of your chart, getting astrology updates at least once a year can help you keep focused on what's important now. But astrology is only the beginning here at Astro Shaman. We also offer shamanic healing, which can reduce or eliminate physical, emotional, and mental issues. Your shamanic healing session will also equip you with simple, powerful techniques you can use on your own to help you take your healing and spiritual awakening to the next level. We also offer other services to help improve your life, including awakening activation, electional astrology, mentoring, and more. All are equally effective in person or by phone or Skype. A digital recording of your session is included, and my guarantee makes it risk-free. If you don't feel that your experience was helpful, it's free. To learn more, visit astroshaman.com. I love my work, and I look forward to helping you. We're wrapping up this edition of This Week in Astrology. If you like the show, please tell someone or post or tweet about us or donate to support us at thisweekinastrology.com. You can link to my Facebook page where I post my forecasts from thisweekinastrology.com and astroshaman.com. You can listen to This Week in Astrology on your smartphone or tablet at stitcher.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please do subscribe to help us keep our status as the number one astrology podcast on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to This Week in Astrology. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way. This Week in Astrology is copyright 2018 by Astro Shaman. All rights reserved, although enthusiastic sharing is encouraged. You can access our free comprehensive audio archive from thisweekinastrology.com. If you'd like me to illustrate the weekly forecast with your chart, please send me your date, time, and city of birth. This also gives you a chance to win a free session with me every month. I welcome your personal questions for my live listener consultation segments. I also welcome your general astrology questions and feedback. Just email info at astroshaman.com. I look forward to making you a part of This Week in Astrology. Here's the index for this episode. The overview begins at 57 seconds. April 2nd, 2 minutes. April 4th and 5th, 2.28. The 9th and 10th, 3.15. The 11th, 3.58. The 12th, 5.30. The 14th, 5.49. The 15th, 8.16. Next show's highlights, 14.17. Announcements, 16.17. And our listener chart starts at 19.24. Thanks once again for listening to This Week's in astrology.